0: Start? Nope. A false start? Now false start. Still learning.
1: I don't think it's the, the same thing as a, as a false flag. It's a different thing. A false flag <laughs> that's operation. Definitely,
0: that's definitely... Any recent false flags?
1: Um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not educated enough to know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to say one way or the other. Episode five of the Unwise Index starting now. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Akshay, joined by Monik. Monik, yep, yeah, here. We Present. Are, we've made it to five episodes into this. I mean, Y'all they thought we, we wouldn't
0: make it. They didn't Y'all. think we'd make it but we made it you know who you are we start from the bottom and we're, we're still at the bottom but we're gonna get to the top sometime but you
1: were been listening to those drake tracks from last <laughs> week and now you know how it is I, to, it, it, exactly dude to now, ascend from a, the bottom
0: good connection man that was a good you know segue se- segue yeah. <laughs> <Segway>, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but i saw so that word for the first time
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's a really weird looking word yeah man so how's uh how's your week been it's good, Big man. 25? 25.
1: I think I'm having like, you know, people make a light deal of this like quarter life crisis thing. It's like kind of said with, you know, tongue in cheek, but 25 is old, man. Like you start thinking about how yeah, old man. you thought 25 year olds were when you were like 18 or 19. It's like, you thought you'd have everything figured out. Like you're at steady state by 25. It's like, I got nothing figured out. Yeah. So this is... I was
0: looking at this uh, weird chart online that was calculating life ex- expectancy. And yeah. they had this like vi- visualization where they were like. Give me your age currently, where you live, any like pre-existing conditions, and it will give you roundabout how how long you're going to live. And it's like, I'm going to live to 82. And that seems long, but then when you look at it, like 25 and an 82, and you just see it on a chart, when you just break it down in numbers. You're like,
1: I've already spent this much of my life?
0: (laughs) It was like frightening, dude. Because I'm like, oh my God, I've done nothing. And I only (laughs) got this much time left. I don't even remember most of it. It was pretty scary. And the topic we're going to talk about today, space... Uh that whole idea of time scale and, and us being really relatively insignificant on a time scale also pretty frightening, uh but yeah, I mean generally, how was your birthday though? Good birthday I mean bad I mean, birthday? despite
1: the convulsions of existential crisis that you just alluded to, um yeah. like s- this the space and the time, um it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I got a um yeah, I was able to spend some time with friends uh, special gift to myself uh, yeah, good got I, a,
0: let's hope you didn't spend time with enemies right <laughs>
1: like,
0: um well, you know. <laughs> as they as they
1: teach you in Metal Gear Solid, an enemy today might not be an enemy tomorrow, and oh. vice versa with friends, you know. The so. wisdom of MGS. MGS, dude, Kojima. Anyway, uh, I uh, yeah, I sp- spent some spent some quality time with some of our friends on the West Coast. Uh, got myself a little gift, you know, nothing too big, but um, just uh, an artifact to help me remember what this next year is going to be about, which is winning. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Um I got a "Make America Great Again" hat, the big red one. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. Um it, get get you some weird looks when you walk around a place like San
0: Francisco <laughs> with that hat on though. Yeah, it's like what is this guy doing? Is this guy what joking? Is he being real? Are we joking You're not joking? Like you would mostly see
1: looks of like strangeness or like people would snicker. Uh yeah. there's one guy who gave me like this kind of prolonged look, which started off with kind of like this like dissatisfaction, but then yeah. it kind of evolved into like a oh, I get what you're doing. Yeah. And I'd like to think that instead of him realizing that I was being ironic, he was instead like, No, I think we do want to make America great again. And he yeah. was just like, he just thought about it a little bit. And he's like, you know, maybe he just wants to make America great again. He's not yeah. like a partisan he's not, dude. not
0: supporting anyone, yeah. And it's a bold hat too. It's like flashy Very r- red and white. Oh, it's like you can't it's miss great. it like when you're walking down the street. It's great.
1: Yeah. I mean like you could argue it's a terrible choice in font, but that makes it all the better, you might say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we got to change fonts to make America great again.
1: Choice. I think it's only topped by the version that um, Donald Trump has that is white with gold text, which is amazing. Oh, nice. Gold can't to represent waste. his wealth. So much money, dude. So much money. <laughs> Swimming in it, dude. So, speaking of which, sponsor this week.
0: Got a sponsor, big sponsor is Nessa, but also if you guys want to really give Akshay <laughs> a good birthday present, subscribe to the podcast. You know what it is. Tweet at yeah. us. Subscribe. Listen to the SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Right. Uh, that'd, that'd be uh, a great birthday gift. We read all comments. We have an influx of comments right now, and I kid you not, we read all of them. So Every single you can, one. You can be assured if you email us, we're, we're going to read it. We're going to read all of it. You glossed over that big sponsor though.
1: Though you just did that. There's NASA. Well,
0: I know. NASA. Man. I actually, you're right. I don't know why I did that, but NASA. It's a little, heard it's, about a little us. it's a little nerve wracking, to be honest. It is. I mean, they're they're a big deal. Even with the funding issues they've been having, you know, uh, I'm hoping they get. That's some actually more money. why we're not
1: highlighting it that much. We don't want to get. We don't want to highlight the fact that some of their money's going
0: to us. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It's probably not a, the best. Actually, it's probably a great use of funds. Uh, because we're spreading the word about all the great stuff they're doing. And they've been recently doing some pretty incredible things. Uh, so let
1: it be known that this week on the Unwise Index, we did some research and we're going to talk about some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sponsored by NASA. Thank you. They sent us, uh, they sent us the article, sent us the data. You know, we don't require some...
1: sponsorships to do research, but it does help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the water on Mars thing. like uh... Water on Mars. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, um, I- I've um. been hearing about this for like years, right? I swear this is not new news. (laughs) Like I'm like – but everyone was talking about it last week. They're like, oh, water's on Mars. Water's on Mars. I'm like, I I thought we we knew this, right? Like I I remember – Yeah, because they always talk about how there
1: there used to be like river deltas and barren waterways and like the terrain reflects that. So you're like, well, we knew there used to be water on Mars. So it's like, wait, did you find – and I think this is the cool part. It's like, wait,
0: there's currently water on Mars? Yeah, exactly. So this is – let me break it down for people who don't know what was actually going on and what all the hubbub was about. Uh, so basically, yes, we've been in Mars for a couple of years. We got a, a rover there called Curiosity, which I must admit is an awesome name. I can't, I can't even think of a better name than Curiosity for a rover in outer space. That's just, that's, that's true. Just that's killer. a great name. I just generally, when I was reading these articles, like looking at the names of different places, like people are naming stuff on Mars. So it's a pretty unique place to be in. You're like a scientist and the the Curiosity rover discovers something. It's like, I'm going to call that. Billy Bob Crater. <laughs> like, there's Bob a name Crater. The greatest thing is like
1: Curiosity tweets or like there are tweets from Curiosity, I think. Even oh, though yeah? you know, it's the guy from NASA, but it's like, it just, it's a pretty, it's a play it's a, it's a well done little marketing move, I think.
0: Oh yeah. No, NASA's upping their marketing game. And you know, case in point, sponsoring us, upping the marketing game. Getting to get into more minds. But yeah, on so- the, cu- On the edge. <laughs> yeah. Curiosity, been on Mars for a few years now, right? Um, and actually in like late 2014- they, there was this huge uh, – a bunch of uh, press coming out about Curiosity discovering ice under the layers, ice at the polar caps, and these, like, weird things in this place called Mount Sharp and Gale Crater that look like they have large lakes uh, in it. Not, like, not at the current time, but it was pointing to that the way these craters were set up, that lakes must have been there in the past. So scientists yeah, were, like, yeah. going crazy, like, this is incredible, like – If there was water on Mars at some point in time, that means that it could have been habitable. But a lot of that faded out because when people start actually looking at the numbers, they're like, based on what Curiosity has found so far, it only could have been habitable for a short period of time. Like, not even like a couple of hundred thousand years apparently, but apparently that's not enough for that life. Yeah, man. You need need more time. When we're
1: talking about about 82 years median age, that sounds like a
0: long time to me. Yeah, I know, man. When you look at perfection like humans, man, like – that takes some time, man. You got to take some time, as Deathcap says. You got to take some time. So no, they're dude, like, It takes about
1: 6,000 years back. <laughs>
0: 6,000 years back. Yeah. Oh, exactly, right? <laughs> Six days, actually. Uh, Six days, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, this is probably, it didn't support life because it's not going it, to, the water wasn't there long enough, right? Recently, though, and this was last week, came out with a paper uh, basically saying that, guess what? There is water right now. Flowing on present-day Mars in this in their own like. What if I told of, you? Yeah, right. What if I told right you now. there's water on Mars right now? Would your world change? Like my world didn't change very much. But I think it's I think it's I pretty it was, remarkable. Because like I thought
1: it was pretty neat how they found it. It was like they're using yeah. like the recurring slope lineae. I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's like they saw the shifting dark streaks on the surface. Yeah. And using some, you know, using that chemistry. They're like, okay, we know that there's these waterlogged molecules called perchlorates, these salts. Right. And it's like right. that's a direct. they can't be hydrated unless there's water there.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, like it, it's it's kind of cool because what you need to have life. So we're gonna go bio. So I was I was a bio major, so I know some of this stuff. So you gotta have standing water. So that's checked off for Mars, right? You gotta have time. We we got time. <laughs> so time time is checked off, and then you need a, a bunch of basic elements: like carbon, oxygen, hydrogen. Nitrogen, and that's found. Basic, in Basic, not well.
1: being used in the derogatory term, mind you.
0: Yeah, basic right. is
1: just
0: yeah, basic. Real, real basic. <laughs> just basic elements, uh, and then an energy source, which is you know obviously the sun. So you got the ingredients there, and you got the soup, but there's no life detection yet, right? They they don't have any. This is what I thought was really weird. So they sent this rover, right? Millions of dollars of research. They set it up there, and they're constrained, yeah. right? They they have no life detection instruments on this rover. They can't... And I, know, I, I they think can it's really anything. interesting
1: why they do that too and why they can't yeah. collect sort of water and other constituent elements that might indicate life because of this outer space treaty. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: yeah so this what? is a couple of things. Like one is the life detection instruments. They apparently there's like discussion in the sci- scientific community about what, what would that even mean, a life detection instrument? Like <laughs> they, they have no way to understand what is life really. So that's scary, man. Like if science ain't got... Life down like it calls the question a we lot can go of into shit. this
1: later, but there are certain <laughs> organisms um, like the tardigrade, which really call into question how do you how do you define that something is alive?
0: Exactly yeah. so the only thing they got is like some atmospheric measurement tools and some cameras. Well cameras is like good enough like if you snap a pick if, if a it's Martian, moving you know. yeah, if it's if it's movement it's alive that's that's my scientific theory right there Moving, it's alive but yeah, you're right. so like the the water thing was really interesting where Everyone's talking about the water and they can't even like check it out. They can't co- collect it. They can't do anything with it out of fear of contamination. So there's literally this something. This is
1: actually like – it's really neat to think about. Like as you think about all the petty issues we get caught up in. But there's like a team of global scientists that is concerned about contaminating a foreign biosphere. I know, right? To the point where they're like – They have like a treaty that's built in saying like we got to think about like there could be civilizations or even be like little microbes. but We don't want to infect them with earth organisms and like potentially harm them. Like that's cool.
0: Yeah, and it was done like in the 70s. so it was pretty cool to see people thinking in such a forward thinking manner so early on. But my question is, you know, would aliens, if they exist, offer Mm -hmm. us that same right? I think it's our human nature being too kind here. Like, maybe we want to contaminate. Maybe we want to learn stuff. Maybe we want human progress right now, Uh, and and maybe collect. Well, there's a couple of questions there, right?
1: There's one of them, which is like, would we actually make progress by potentially contaminating, or would it just like would it confound the potential results we would gather? Right. Like, like if we start to Be reckless about it. Would it like maybe give false or like spurious indication of like what we might otherwise get if we're not if we're not being judicious about how we do it?
0: Yeah, but I would figure there's a way you can limit the contamination, or you know, only take it from take it from one pole, man. Take it from one pole, leave the other pole alone. Yeah, and well, what's it, the worst that could happen, right? Like,
1: it sounds like it sounds like you can just stick like the rover in a microwave, be like, you know, just just clean it yeah, off, just clean sterilize it,
0: up, it. Just, just warm it up, dude. Three minutes, just warm done. it up, dude. <laughs> and then you can drink the water. Well, you can't drink the water. Like going back, like so as you say, oh, yeah. the water's got perchlorates in it, which are like hella toxic. To and us. cause like, sev- yeah, <laughs> to humans and cause like severe thyroid problems. Um, and there was talk like, obviously, like you got Elon Musk of the world who are hoping that we colonize Mars at some point, which is another topic of discussion, like human settlement on Mars and what that means. Future and episode, with- for sure, yeah. And like, water being on Mars might support that vision. Um, but the the problem is, it's like completely salinated, so you have to desalinate everything. And then, since the percentage of perchlorate is so high, the energy requirements to actually desalinate it via you know any any format of desalination would also be extraordinarily high. You have to like ship the machinery over there and, and do all this stuff. So that's kind of a little bit out of the question too. So yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting, but I'm 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 not sure what you think about what the impact it really is outside of oh this is this is kind of cool. And yeah. again, erodes at our idea of being alone in the universe, right? If if, so, if something yeah. so close, like literally the planet next to us has the ability for life, then I think the notion of us not being, or of us being alone is is uh, arrogant, right? It, it, it's probably not true.
1: Yeah, I think like, you know, when you think about like, you know, all of the water conversations or all of the things that, all of the discoveries or endeavors that sort of aim to show that there's constituent you know ingredients for life present on planets like Mars and other sorts of environments, like, yeah, it is sort of like it's like a primer, right. It's like it's it's yeah if you if you're knowledgeable enough, it's exciting because you think about what it could lead to, which is like is there life there? um like even more interesting theories like did life from Earth originate from somewhere else? um like all sorts of interesting theories expound if you think there could have been a place where uh, life originated even in the past, but to see it in the present, I think is more visceral um. And I think, yeah, you're right. It totally gives away, I think, most importantly to, like, is there other life in the universe? And I think it's, you know, to refer back to what you said about Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson and his his whole spiel. Yeah, It's like how can we get people, like, just viscerally excited about science again to the point where it's like they actually feel like they're excited about, you know, what NASA is saying. Like when a press conference happens, it's not just relegated to some archive on C-SPAN. It's, right. like, front and center because people care a lot about, like, what it, – it's, like, It's it's just important – um, in the same way that like geopolitical affairs that fill the news waves every day are. And I think like the hope is like if something like this can start to gain traction, like maybe this line of discovery can start to break through like that. And I think like that's that's a large part of it. It's like life, like, yeah. life in the universe. Like if that can't
0: resonate, then what can, right? Right. You know, I, I think that's a pretty strong point talking about uh, – because I'm conflicted about funding, even though NASA is a sponsor, I'm conflicted <laughs> about funding to NASA, funding space travel, funding missions to Mars really? and doing all this stuff. Yeah. Because I, I feel, I, and I understand that a lot of our investment in space has produced some pretty incredible things. I, I get that argument. Uh, but I, what you just said, I think is is even more convincing to me is that these types of uh, revelations, if you want to call it, and discoveries, if hyped up enough can like breed a generation of quote unquote scientists or breed discovery and and, and the love for learning. I think that's invaluable. But I I kind of feel at the same time is that I don't know how much funding is going to these things and how much effort is going to these things and how how many bright minds are focused on this. But I get the sense that we have plenty of problems right here on our current planet, right? Why don't we just focus all of our attention to get this right before doing something else?
1: I think there's a couple uh, counterpoints you often hear um, from Neil deGrasse Tyson and others uh, most prominently nowadays. I think, like, in terms of current funding levels, it's kind of embarrassingly low. Like, I think, like, what is the the current line you hear is, like, just give a penny for NASA – I think um, <laughs> that's, a, that's assuming the entire budget is $1 or it might even be $10 or $100. But even which, like, can one one-hundredth of our budget go to NASA if you consider how much we spend on entitlements or how much we spend on defense, which is an egregious amount? Yeah. It's like you just think about, like, you know, one penny for NASA given what things used to be and the returns we could get. Um, I do agree that, you know, there's lots of sort of proximate problems here on Earth that we can solve and address using money. Yeah. Um, but I think there are um, – Like one of the things that was said on Bill Maher's show, which was I think really interesting, was like, you know, um, how the indirect benefits of discovery have led to like massive, you know, boons in GDP and in sort of economic well-being. That was a strong argument, yeah. Yeah, the discovery of the laser, I think, from one of Einstein's papers. And of course, the breakthroughs in quantum physics, which were sort of the predecessor to information theory and like the information technology revolution. And like, you know, it's a one-third of the GDP Uh, explosion or addition that's happened in like the past 20, 30 years. So it's like, you can't really figure these things out at the time of discovery, but you have to sort of, you know, assume that if you can keep pushing the boundary on discovery and scientific knowledge, that it will lead to sort of indirect benefits. And that's a very unsatisfactory answer. If you're like a politician who's trying to win on like a four year or a six or a six year cycle. But it's like, it's one of those things that's, that's like one of the most depressing things about like sort of the short term political thinking, I think is like, you can't, like sort of make decisions of that sort of purview with that sort of arc in mind, you know?
0: Yeah, like long-term thinking it's not going not gonna to win any elections. So I agree with that. But why do you think this has changed? Like if we go back in time where funding yeah. was high, people viewed space programs as a source of pride in, for the country, well, I think there was Well, right?
1: I think there was an exigency to it because of the Cold War, to be completely honest. Right. Like I think like it was, it, you think about the succession from World War II into the Cold War. Um, there was a fascination with science because not only was science you know, all the things that it is now, which is prestigious and intellectual. And like, it was, you know, I think there was, there was a more rapid clip of like, here's the materialization of what science is producing. Like, look at these incredible, like things like the nuclear weapon, things like, um, you know, medicines all across the spectrum, like just the explosion of discovery was hitting everyday people, I think at a rapid pace throughout, you know, most of the 20th century. But I think it was, it was really bracketed by, the sort of, it was like there was a crisis at all times, right? right? It was like science is what will make or break our advantage in this crisis and the, spa- yeah. you know, the space race and everything about it. Like like someone said, like, uh, I forget who it was. It might've been a Metal Gear Solid. It's like, um, you, you know, rockets are just missiles, right? In some ways, yeah. in some sort of reductionist way. It's like the kind of technology you can use to harm somebody is the same technology you can use to propel yourself to, you know, new vantages of exploration. Right. And so it's like, I, I don't know of like absent you know, that sort of, like, fixation, um, you can have the same sort of focused scientific legacy. And that's one of the things that, like, modern folks like Dawkins and Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about as well. They're like, the kind of the sad realization that without that, they don't know if it can happen again. Um,
0: Yeah, but I I think it's also interesting to note that, um, like, I'm not going to discredit finding water on Mars. Sounds pretty incredible and, and mad props to everyone who was involved in this project, but when you, when you made the statement that things aren't coming at a, a fast enough clip as they did previously, I think there's some truth to that. And I think because we didn't directly see the one-to-one relationship between space and investment in that area to materialistic improvement in goods, when we did see some aspect of it in the past, I think that it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We were like, all right, we're not seeing too much effect. Let's defund it. And now that we defunded yeah. it, we're not going to see any effect anyway um so i think that's that's kind of an issue yeah totally true that's sort of like a vicious cycle yeah short-term thinking man short-term thinking but yeah i mean like the uh i mean what's the next step in in space so we did this mission right speaking of speaking of the race between multiple countries the next thing that's happening 2018 uh the eu is leading a a mission to mars an ExoMars mission uh and and this is actually going to be the might be even a cooler one. So, so yo, Europe is upping the US again, dude. What's going on here? They're sending another rover to Mars in the ExoMars mission and they're going to have actual devices on this thing to capture the materials of Mars and bring it back to, for analysis. Really? Yeah.
1: Are these are these the materials that could like like the li- the potentially life forming materials as well? Yeah,
0: they're going to c- capture soil. No, they're going to do that
1: shit in a sterile way. They're going to they're going to risk the
0: habitat. I hope I hope I hope so, man. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I'm just we'll see. No, it's great because when you when you Google this stuff, uh, if you want to laugh, Google aliens on Mars, and people have had in the conspiracy world have had a heyday with <laughs> the oh, water course, on Mars amazing. discovery. It is amazing dude you got people like looking at pictures of the, these craters and stuff and and seeing the water flow through it and uh, highlighting and zooming in and finding pictures of aliens in the sand like it's it's just awesome some of the stuff though i have to admit kind of looks like aliens like it looks astonishingly like you got eyes you got a head and they claim see, this it's is, a rock this is always the thing i've, I've seen like, no a rock like that that's this what is what always
1: annoys me about the alien conspiracists <laughs> yeah. that are like you know i think largely um you know like like the middle of the road alien conspiracies it's like you think these aliens are going to look just like us with like heads and arms and stuff like yeah. you ever see Xenon Girl of the 21st Century the Disney no. Channel movie <laughs>
0: no
1: okay well there was this great sequel to that movie called Xenon Girl like Xenon 2 and i okay. forget what the subtitle is um and like the aliens in that movie are like these like they're like these like it's like these they look like they, they look like a like a living version of the aurora borealis they're oh, like cool. these like like, waveform things, and they can, like, communicate with, like, these dolphin noises, and, like, they yeah. fly around in space. I'm like, that's what I think of when I think of aliens. Like, why would they look like like little men walking on Mars? Like, I'm like, maybe they do, but it's, like, well, I think, I think that's, just,
0: that's so constrained, It's, you know? again, like, again, it's pointing, I used this word arrogant earlier, and I think, again, it's pointing to this arrogant, human-centric view we have, where we have all this evidence. We got evidence of water on Mars. We have evidence of an ever-expanding universe we have evidence of the scale and space of this universe, yeah. yet we, we still try to car- compartmentalize things into what we know. And it actually, it's great. Like, I, I, I'm going to use Stargate as my cultural reference for this. Oh, Stargate, yes. uh, they had the ancients uh, in Stargate. And there are these people who, like, uh, had, like, a radically evolved consciousness um, and just acted as one singular being and very similarly were kind of uh, – didn't have, like, a corporeal body um, in this, in this, so Nickelodeon, man, that's impressive. I wouldn't think Head Nickelodeon time, would dude. talk about that stuff.
1: Oh, this is not. This is Disney Channel. This is oh Disney. Is, uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, this is teen, this is Tune. Well, not Tune Disney. Uh, Disney for Kids. What was that channel called? But um, it was it was it was the Disney for Kids. Um, very ahead of its time. Really. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the things that is interesting, though, I think, like maybe not to not to try to like. Uh, uh, <laughs> not to try to like augment the point of these conspiracy theorists, but like one of the one of the most fascinating things I heard was like in relation to uh, things like the tardigrade, which is that microscopic organism often called the water bear colloquially. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And like, it's like one of the ideas was like, was life from earth seeded from somewhere else in the solar system? Because we know that lots of like sort of intra-solar system collisions were happening sort of early on in the birth of the solar system or like even like for the first, you know, large percentage of the solar system's life um, up to date. And like we knew Mars was fertile before Earth was. And so like in addition to all sorts of rocks and stuff being flung around, could microbes have also been flung around? And so the thought is because we see these tardigrades and these water bears on Earth, um, and they they're like they have like this superpower shit, dude. Like you can't kill them by by super heat. You can't kill them by like like sort of traditional force application, you can't kill them by uh, super cold. Um, hmm. You can actually fully dehydrate them for like days, even months, and then rehydrate them, and they'll come back to life. Oh, stop um, dude! And like, like so, zombies. basically, um, yeah. So like all <laughs> explanations that are that are seated in um, in a. T- in, uh, uh, natural selection don't make sense. Right. It's like, how would they have developed all of these things yeah. like that, that you don't need for earth? Like earth is like a, you know, it's like, they're like oh, a cheat code on earth. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, maybe they came from like some other part of the, like part of the solar system or part of the universe. Huh. Um, and like, I like to think that maybe they're like, they're like the forerunners, dude. They're like the legacy <laughs> that yeah, seeded f- us. Like
0: realize I, I'm just going to re- like, so they're very small, right? They're micro, microbes. very small. Yeah. Where are they usually found? Like, are they all over the place? Like, is all this over a common microbe? So lots, like...
1: lots of different, very extreme environments. You'll find them in, like, okay. super cold parts of, like, the Arctic Circle, I think. You'll find them, like, on the ocean floor in, like, those super hot vents. Like, yeah. all over the oh place. Oh, yeah,
0: subterranean vents. But So so you're saying they're resistant to these things, and they're found yeah, there. Dude. It doesn't mean that if you put them in a normal environment, they'd survive, or they would survive they will. as well. They, they typically
1: okay. do. Like, it's just... So the way it was put is they are, like, you can't kill these damn things.
0: <laughs> yeah. So these, these are, like, super bugs, dude. These are, like...
1: These are god, dude. These, these are, are god bugs. These are gods.
0: These are next level. They don't die. So they, they don't have like... Like what? Do they reproduce? Like what? <laughs> I'm so fascinated now. I know. I, I've like tried to die, do as much reading
1: as I can. Um, <laughs> like, I, I strongly identify with the water bear. Um, what do they look those, like? Like they look like little tiny like insect type things under a microscope, but they kind of waddle when
0: they walk, which is why they've been called water bears. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, cool. They're just chilling, dude. They're just chilling. Damn. Um, is there any chilling? like demonstrated behavior? Like do they respond? Like I you know like some... Microbes will respond to light so the, or respond. You know, to
1: this something. could be a t- this would be a totally wrong conjecture on my part, but I don't think we know as much as we would like to. I think it's like more. I think like the fascination with them is like somewhat recent. Okay. Um Like as we figured out, like oh, dude, these guys are actually a lot more like pseudo invincible or maybe actually invincible than we thought. Yeah. Um, maybe no they man. figured it
0: out, dude. Maybe they. Maybe they figured the it out. Maybe they're maybe they're like, they are like we can't, they're benefactors from another world. They're like time's limited, and we're gonna deal with a lot of extreme stuff. We're gonna. Reduce our size and uh, completely, you know, be resistant to everything and survive. Survival is key, man. Live for life. Live the life, dude. You got to live the life. <laughs> live the life, dude. That's interesting. I'm going to research these guys. I just Google water bears. Yeah, water bears. Very cool. Yeah, man. Um.
1: So, like, well, another sort of interesting point that I saw was – um. Like, they're, you know, they're always haters in the building. But in this case, if they're scientifically rooted, they're not necessarily haters. They're just people trying to, like, dampen a little bit of the enthusiasm. And so I think in one of the little New York descent. Times articles. Little a little dissent. A little bit of, like, you know, couching the you know, all of, all of the excitement. And like, yeah. so one of the guys said like, you know, there are all these pools of water and like, even if there is liquid water flowing everywhere, like all over that shit, all over yeah. Mars. um He's like, look at the pools in Antarctica. One of the pools has the best name I've heard, which is the Don Juan Pool. I'm
0: telling these names of like geographic landmarks, <laughs> hilarious. like <laughs> So
1: great. Um, and the Don Juan Pool apparently is so salty, so full of these like, I don't think it's perchlorates necessarily, but it's some sort of hydrated salts um, that it's always liquid. Um, but to the point where, um, it can't foster life because it's, it's too salty, man. Just like in real, it's just like everyday life. If shit's too salty, you You can't drive. You gotta gotta leave. gotta (laughs) leave.
0: Um,
1: and then, but they, another counterpoint, counterpoint to the counterpoint was if it's in fact too salty, uh, then the streaks would have looked different that they captured on these cameras. Um. Oh, interesting. But nobody's explained those alien men that those guys saw. So. I know,
0: man. Ancient aliens. Maybe, I mean. Ancient alien theory does point to the aliens coming from Mars. You watched that show for a while, didn't you? Oh yeah, I love that show, man. It was It's probably the best show for drinking games cuz you got this really goofy guy over there. He's he's turned into a meme now. He's like really like frazzled that, hair. That's all just, that I've seen. He's making he, he claims he's an expert in astronomy, geology. Like he just he's just naming off stuff, right? Like everything related to <laughs> Quantum science. Quantum this. He's an expert in and he doesn't say he, – so he doesn't lie. He doesn't say if he's, he's a degree in it. But he claims he's an expert and he has other people like back like, yeah, he's, he's, he's an expert in this topic. And you look at his background and funnily enough, he came from radio and had his own podcast. <laughs> so then after potential that
1: – Potential career okay, arc for the both of us. We need to huh? hit
0: up uh, – yeah, we need to hit up History Channel. So the premise of Ancient Aliens, highly recommend it. All it is is every episode – so the first season's great. They take weird things in the world, weird structures – um, just interesting things on, on the planet that we think humans have built and then poke holes at that idea. Like one of the famous episodes is on the pyramids and the conclusion of the episode is like, it's ancient aliens. Like everything comes out to I is, love that. <laughs> every, every episode, the ending, well, I mean ending, they uh, put like uh, things in, into the episode. like, giving it's, like it's like, you wonder how
1: much of that is like with the pyramids and stuff. It's like, You know, it looks really hard to build. That must have been alien shit. No no, no way anybody built that shit.
0: That's how every episode goes. They're like, for pyramids, it's like, you see how big these things are? They had to carry (laughs) this thing multiple miles. I can't do that. I'm strong. I can't do that. How are they going to do that? It's like, How are they going to do that? They're not as resourceful. They're not that smart. They're like, duh, they're back in, back multiple years ago. So like every episode they do this and they're always hinting at <laughs> what the conclusion is going to be. In every episode, you know what it's going to be, right? It's like, guys, we, <laughs> you know know, what it's gonna be. we know where this is headed. But is it – do the they actually elaborate on the
1: type of alien? Like is it like – it had to be like – the we know like from this episode because of what we talked about, the aliens had to have had this power, this capability, yeah. like any sort of flavor to it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like in the pyramids, they just – they. Uh, basically it came to the conclusion that the pyramids cer- certain parts of the rock are cut in a way that cannot be cut with the tools that were available to the individuals in egypt at the time it had to be cut with something that could cut uh, as thick as something as diamond like a diamond cutter or a laser cutter and that technology did not exist so therefore they introduced the idea of <laughs> ancient aliens, aliens. <laughs> into a like, yeah therefore aliens and they have this whole idea of a, a ancient alien astronaut theory and the aliens come from mars but this depends because if you're other parts of society uh in other areas like in and uh where the mind civilization thrived uh they claim that some of the some of the things they had built were also you know ancient aliens but they claim the aliens were different because you know the materials were different and the symbols referring to them were different yeah
1: so i'm wondering it's like if they, if they built up like this internally consistent set of lore where they're like so we know the martians do this we know the yeah. you know the venetians do this they have and they so have. like.
0: So they, they do some research. Like, it, it, it's remarkable how much effort they put into it, into this, into this theory, dude, just to justify it. So obviously you have this, like, mechanical aspect to it. It's like, all right, this thing had to been cut by something that didn't exist, right? But then fact. they point – yeah, fact. Then they look at hieroglyphics for the Egyptian example and say that this uh, creation <laughs> of a deity story and all of this fantastical thinking, uh, again, points and leans towards aliens – Rather than you know someone coming up with this on there, there's own. no
1: way all of these deities, which have like animal components to them, could they couldn't have been make Earth, that up. Earth they made, made all, you know.
0: yeah, they couldn't make that up. Uh, so great show because like it, it, when you play the drinking game, basically anytime they say ancient aliens, and whenever this dude comes on, uh, you have to take a drink, and you're guaranteed to be drunk by the end of it. Like there's Yo, there's absolutely a no lot like of fun. fun. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great show. It's a ton of fun. I'm I'm sad they, I don't think they have it anymore, but they had a good run. They had like eight or nine seasons of the damn thing because uh, that's all History Channel does now. I mean, RIP, dude. We did an RIP last week for Scott Walker. Oh. RIP History yes. Channel, man. It used to be Wait, such whole, a great The channel. whole History Channel? The whole History Channel. It's, it's Ice Road Truckers now, dude. That's oh, all it is. Really? Oh, Ice Road Truckers on repeat. It used to be great. I used that's to get, actually watch like interesting documentaries on it and now they don't have that anymore. It's really, really sad actually.
1: Yeah. You know what would be a great show? I think it would be hard to get scientists to to be regulars on it, but it would be great to have like a an actual like debate format show where it was these ancient alien advocates and then people like oh, yeah. prominent scientists in the community just going back and forth um, and trying trying to make as good of a case as each of them can
0: to convince the other. Well, the great um, thing is someone did that. So on YouTube, if you, oh, Google, if you Google ancient aliens debunked, because you have to understand when ancient aliens is coming out, people were jumping on the bandwagon. Because like if if you don't do the research on your own, It's very easy to believe it because, as you said, it is logical. Yeah, because because
1: they just if you if you talk in a certain tone and you show certain images on the screen. Oh yeah, you can can make it sound like like (laughs) I mean obviously the pyramids had to have been built by aliens. (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude. Uh, So it's like they were really good at that, and people were buying it. And then some people in the scientific community, apparently one person they had interviewed. Was like, we got to put an end to this, dude. Like, this is, this is not too true. much. So, they made this like three and a half hour uh, piece on debunking every single thing that's wrong in ancient aliens in all of the, I think, first two seasons episodes. And it's actually great. I actually learned quite a bit about different things in that. Um, so, yes, there were no ancient aliens in the building of the pyramids. But where's the fun Just in so that? you know. Just so you know. <laughs> I wish, though, man. I mean, I actually, there's part of me that wishes that was the case. Like, it's the same part of me that wishes the Harry Potter world exists. Like, I wish but, there were like, aliens around and then come visit us. Here's the
1: part of me that I... Th- so, what I... Th- so if they were always aliens around or there was always wizardry happening, like this is what I posit. It's like if it, it was really ongoing and consistent throughout history up through the present moment, we wouldn't care because it would just be part of our daily life. Yeah. I think what we want is like we want there to have been this moment in time or this period of time where there was all this fascinating stuff happening, all this, you know, extraterrestrial, you know, supernatural stuff happening. Then, then it went quiet. And yeah. like now is the time when it's reemerging, right? Like we want this to be the special moment where like all the fascinating stuff reemerges, because it was all if it was always a part of human human life, like there'd be nothing special about it, right? Yeah,
0: um, yeah. No, I just agree want this, we just want this to be a special moment. In yeah, I, I think we want to. Yeah, we want to demarcate the moment. But the other interesting thing that a lot of these UFO uh, conspiracy theorists would say is that we have seen things like this throughout history, and there are things we mark uh, things we can point to. Uh, in religious texts, in cultural texts, like, you know, in, in the uh, the Vedic texts, in the Upanishads, there is, like, clear discussions of, like, cosmic beings, like, tossing and turning their UFO sightings all the time. And even Alexander the Great, uh, like, clearly talked about seeing what people have interpreted to be UFOs um, – uh, well, you know when battle. you
1: when you when you imbibe or you
0: eat certain things.
1: Um, well, yeah, that's for too. So Alexander the Great, I think, hyped up all of his things. army
0: on. Uh, if I uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure on this, he uh, before going to battle, they would take uh, a, a variety of adrenaline enhancing drugs um, uh, shit, to prepare. Dude. Uppers? Yeah. yeah, well, like a variation of that. I don't know what it was actually called at that time, uh, but there were definitely drugs, and they were definitely high. Going was it to just battle. opium? I think it was, yeah, probably a variation of opium uh, just so they could resist the pain and fight through stuff. So, so he was probably on opium when he saw these things. <laughs> like, who knows?
1: And we know people who wrote ancient books. Um, you know, regardless of the wisdom, and I'm not trying to, you know, disparage anything, but yeah. there's probably a little bit of consumption happening there too. Let's be real.
0: Oh, absolutely. And some some cultures, like, uh, fully buy into it. They just they – oh, yeah. the, they view the eating of the substance – as as a way
1: to establish the channel to the real exactly exactly so like there's a famous that's an a, interesting way to think about it but yeah, i'm not sure a, i agree there, with that there's
0: a famous uh, drink in peru called ayahuasca uh which is yeah dude have you heard about this and and, and peruvians like have a lot of belief in cosmic for- forces and things is like that is it
1: still is it so is it still a, is it like a drink like soma in hindu hindu culture where it's like it's a it's a fabled thing or is it actually a drink that you can still have today oh it's it's
0: a, it's a real drink so it's it's, okay, a, so it's so on the scale of hallucinogenics you got You know, you got your LSD. uh, Then you have DMT. So DMT is is naturally secreting in the brain. It can be um, you can uh, actually create it as well. It's very intense and lasts a few minutes. LSD lasts for a longer period of time, also intense. And the psilocybin, which is found in magic mushrooms, ayahuasca. In
1: which which direction is it stronger to weaker?
0: Yeah, exactly. So ayahuasca falls between LSD and DMT. So it's stronger than LSD, weaker than DMT, but it lasts a lot longer. Um, okay. And people in Peru are making this thing, dude, like left and right. And people go down there for like shamanic rituals and like seeing shit. And, like, and actually uh. the funny thing is it's now moved to the US. So you have people in, in Brooklyn making this stuff. So and This <laughs> might explain
1: why despite Peru not being the origin of yoga, people tend to take yogic retreats to Peru. Uh, yeah, I've noticed this yeah. is like a recent phenomenon. And I wonder if, if access to substances like this they, have any yeah. part of that. <laughs>
0: they're taking some ayahuasca, dude, when they're doing some uh, Bikram yoga. Boom. Instant medit- in- instant enlightenment. Instant <laughs> yeah, instant enlightenment. That's all it takes to get there, dude. <laughs> just some just some hot yoga and uh, some ayahuasca. Yeah, Hashtag dude. enlightened.
1: Has- <laughs> well, Hashtag you got to pair
0: it with some Lululemon pants, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, right. If you're not wearing the Lululemon pants, then. You got
0: to get a Lululemon. You got to export a spin cycle spot. Start spinning, get the Lululemon on, and boom—you got enlightenment. You <laughs> just, just blew the top off of, down. Maslow's,
1: off of Maslow's <laughs> pyramid, dude, which is built by aliens, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, yeah,
1: I do. Like you know, aliens. I'm, I'm okay with I'm okay with entertaining some of this alien fiction. I think you're right. I think this, that's some fun. It's there's a reason why people gravitate towards you know, even if it is patently absurd, like these theories, you know, I think there should be like, I think NASA realizes like, they don't want to say more than is like scientifically viable. but they kind of want to put it out there.
0: They kind of want to be like, yo, you know, maybe. They got to appeal. They got to find ways to appeal to the masses. Um, And I think that will resonate with our generation. Sadly, it's like, Oh, man, maybe aliens will come through. Like, who knows? Like, it'll Come get through, people aliens going. come through. I can see Facebook posts about it right now, dude. What would happen? Where would you be if aliens... That where would you be, but <laughs> Where will you be? <laughs> where will you be when aliens come? No, if aliens come down, visit, right? Yeah. I'm not okay. going to describe a form. Uh, I'm not going to describe their intention. Right. Uh, let's say... Actually, let, let me try. Let's say aliens come down. They're peaceful. They want to... Uh, they want to work with humans. And we we... They're like... relatively technologically advanced they're not like far Mm -hmm. way at hand we can still interact with them at some cogent level okay um and they're asking if people want to go back with them to their home world and live with them um or not would you go on the ship and live with the aliens or would you stay with your own kind
1: if there's a chicken substitute that i can eat then yes then yes Okay. cool yeah
0: i would go as well it goes well, my peace guys. There's, there's, like, <laughs> as long as
1: as long as the food's decent, i will be like, "Yes, we can, you know, molecularly engineer any food that matches your taste profile." I'll be like, "Cool,
0: let's go." Yeah, it's good. Cool. It's like because you see the only string of events, you're like, "Well, I mean, Earth's not looking too good. with All this global warming. We got Trump going to be in office. Like, it's yeah. about time to get out of here." <laughs> like, well, I'm taking my hat with me. Away. I'm taking the
1: Make America Great. I'm gonna be like, I'm you're gonna, go gonna find change alien it. Technology. Like, make Iron I'm gonna, Great again. <laughs> I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna make America great. Yeah, dude. We'll find my way back.
0: That's interesting, though. I, I'm curious what other people would say if people so, would, yeah, like, well, well, resonate I would to stay like, here.
1: I, I might, like, ask 1st to be like, hold up. Like, can you guys tell me something to, like, validate the fact that, like, you're wiser than us or, like, you know shit that we don't know? It's like, I'm not going to get on the ship with <laughs> yeah. if you seem dumber than me. You know? It's like, yeah. I want to be like, hey, like, what do you mean? Like, using JBeeb's line. Like, what's what, what's what up? Like, mean? tell me some truth. Tell me some hidden truth. What do yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. And if they can tell me something to, like, make something in my brain click and it's like, oh, man, these guys know what's up. Then I'd yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then even I think if about they're it, Dumber, but...
0: honestly. Even if they're dumber and they like somehow figured a way to get to us, I don't know. you want to go off. with some dumb aliens, dude? Yeah, just because it's aliens, man. It's like a new experience. Like I don't know what they're. You would trust them do, flying do. the ship? Yeah. Well, I got to. I got to make sure there's no fucking probes and shit on the spaceship first. But then I'm all on board. I want to see what happens.
1: Uh, all I know is if they're, if they're like you know intelligent ass aliens like the protoss or something i'm going with them but yeah they seem a little bit like it's like i don't know about these aliens like yeah, these aliens
0: like, how'd you guys get here
1: <laughs> could they could doing? they have built the pyramids if i if i told them you know yeah. if they, if that was the challenge could they have it's that like them? that's
0: the that's how we resolve the ancient alien debate we meet the aliens and realize these guys couldn't have done it <laughs> like that's dumb. what
1: president trump would do he'd be like build some pyramids and see if you can do it It's like, i can't figure it out can't figure it out <laughs> Oh man, it's like we don't have physical bodies. We can't figure this out. It's like, sorry, can't talk to you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need that labor, alien labor. Oh yeah. my
1: gosh, what if we is? Yeah, that was. can't, can't go enslaving aliens. That's got to be against that outer space theory too. Um, oh yeah, that, I, I, I want to I, I, re- I read this. Yeah, say that's read exactly the thing.
0: Exactly I, I want to read this outer space theory. Like, how many different simulations do they account for? Right, like. If they're yeah, counting like if for you, something as simple like as water contamination on a planet that we sometime somehow get to visit, yeah like they've got to be thinking about some really interesting things It's like if you see the aliens and you are attracted to
1: them you cannot you cannot advance you my cannot, question is
0: this is the only this is the first time I'm hearing about this where was my vote on this I wanted to vote on this thing dude. I i I want this, some, is,
1: this is this is kind of you know this is pulling back the curtain when you realize that you can't really your voice doesn't doesn't really project to that level of, you know, that that echelon of power. Like, yeah. the inter the international space treaty level. Like, that's just a bunch, you know, we the people have no voice there.
0: That's the Illuminati. They're setting setting the stage for them to win. They are
1: dictating our decorum with aliens. And yeah. I I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: I, don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't like it, it. one bit. <laughs> <The sign laughs> Tell me away. my platform I
1: run for president. Like, I don't like it. You I guys like, like it? <laughs> We're going to, I'm going to put on the ballot, how would you like to interact with aliens should we find them? Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh, a, it's a free, it's a free text entry field. You can write anything you want.
0: Man, aliens would be so cool though. It reminds me of that scene in Independence Day. That was really sad. That was really sad. I don't know if you remember, but like everyone was excited about the aliens coming and people didn't know if they were, you know, good or bad. And they went to the top of a building and like stared at the light and the aliens, Mm it was, they thought it was like to, uh, like bring them up on board to the spacecraft but in actuality it was an opening light that revealed like a death laser that destroyed the entire building and, like i wouldn't want <laughs> to be that, that person that. like i'm excited but i wouldn't be the first person on the ship let me put it that way i'll like wait to hear like how did it go like write a blog post about your experience on the alien homeworld and then i'll come check it out I'm like I'm not gonna yeah, go like first you can
1: go ahead like yeah it's like yeah. write a medium post about that shit yeah um, then i'll check it out and i'll check it out yeah. um i think um well i mean The really like – the thing that really gets to our insecurity I think is as people is what – again, to reference homeboy Neil deGrasse Tyson um, is like the idea that aliens might not even think twice about us. They might just be like, oh, there's some marginal brain activity happening on Earth. (laughs) Not worth (laughs) our time. You know, moving on. Moving to a different solar system. And like we just are a blip on the radar. It's like – like I think the great analogy he uses that I love um, is he's like – uh the way we view toddlers who are somewhat advanced, and it's like this toddler can like differentiate shapes and like, look at little Timmy, he's so good, he can like even you know do some basic addition, like, wow, and it's like they might see like the most advanced version of us, like Stephen Hawking, scientifically and be like, "Oh, look at that one. He can do quantum physics. How cute. uh yeah. he doesn't quite get it um but uh they they were just like a speck to them um yeah that, that and they, that hurt that, would hurt, that hurt that would
0: I'm like aliens we, we we'd have had some. Like yeah. We would have had some aliens. <laughs> and well, maybe. Maybe out. we would have had something. To them would have been like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: guys are too basic.
0: Is it, would you say that uh, in Xenon, the Disney movie, is that your Girl favorite Girl of the 21st of, century. Was that, Is that your favorite type of alien, the one they depicted? What's your favorite um, alien? So the movie depicted?
1: itself isn't that great, um, being a Disney Channel original movie. Um, but <laughs> the aliens are pretty cool. I do think like, yeah, having like these sort of like – you know, multicolored waveform things. Like, that was really neat because it was, like, they were, like, benevolent um, and they were helpful and they needed yeah. they needed Xenon's help in the movie. Um, but they, like, you know, you could tell, like, these guys were operating, like, along a different set of capabilities than the Earthlings. And so it was, like, it was a fun thing to think about because they, like, there was, like, a natural point of collaboration between the two because, like, yo, we can, like, affect change on a galactic scale, but we don't have arms and shit, so we can't make, like, basic stuff happen. Can you help us, like, redirect this thing? Oh, cool. Um, and so, um, you know, it was like, it's cool. It's like collaboration happening. Hashtag collaboration, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of other alien representations I thought were really good. Yeah. So I never played the Mass Effect games, but I know you um, did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, you know, at the risk of like spoilers and stuff, like what is um, like, you know, the Reapers and stuff like that? Like what are those? Like, um, you I mean, know, the, the funny Mass thing Effect is, is like 10 uh, years old. So Reapers was what can... I was
0: going to say. Okay, go, go for <laughs> So it, you then. call them. I that. mean, yeah, we, that's, it's, it's that's an funny. old universe.
1: We're going to maybe spoil some stuff. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, I won't spend too much time on it, but Mass Effect, like, incredible sci-fi RPG game. And the universe they built is, like, comparable to something as large as Lord of the Rings universe. Like, there's a ton, a ton of lore in it. And one of the main things in it, I didn't, I didn't play through all of three. I've only played the first two. Uh, but one of my favorite monologues in the entirety of gaming is in Mass Effect 1, the first time you meet the Reaper, uh, so a reaper is this, uh, this, basically this being that really transcends human conception of time. So he, he makes a statement, I was here before you know what time was, and I will be here after you, you're you gone and your, exist, your species leaves. And in fact, your existence has been predicated on my motives. I put you here. And this cycle is repeated many 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 times and it's going to be the same conclusion we let you survive up until a point and then we we basically do what we want and in uh in in terms of aspect we're like kind of harvesting what was going on there so the reapers were like these omniscient omnipresent omnipotent beings that stepped out of space-time and just that concept was really interesting to me uh just generally they still had this like form of like a ship um, yeah. I don't know if that changed in Mass Effect 3 and they kind of took on a different form and the ship was just like part of the storyline uh, for Mass Effect 1, but...
1: It actually all got red, dude. They're just building pyramids.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's building pyramids, yeah. Uh, but I thought that, like those types of aliens are the ones that more interest to me. The ones that kind of like uh, belittle human existence and are like completely, literally next level. Next level aliens are what They just like me.
1: break the paradigms that we hold so dear, like time right. and like, li- the, like the linearity of time seemingly for us.
0: Right, right. Um, so that, that, oh, yeah, that totally. got me excited. I mean, like, I mean, going back to this a strain of thought of, like, theories that are really break our common conceptions of time and what we live in reality. Have you heard of this thing called the simulation theory?
1: Um, I think I might have in a cursory
0: way, but please explain. Yeah. So simula- this is really fucking cool. So, like, outside of multiverse, I don't know much about multiverse theory. Fundamental idea of multiverse theory, Before we're going simulation theory, is you got space time. It's really fucking large. It grows and grows. And there's reason to believe that in these places where it's growing, there are other universes, and that resemble what we're doing. So we could be having this exact same conversation in a different universe, except I'm speaking Spanish, right? Like, this. And and it, you're wearing the hat instead of me. Exactly, um, exactly. I want to oh make man. America great, and you don't. Like, that's that's the other universe. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, like, it's sort of like it's like
1: every single decision point or every single molecular. It's like at what scale did like the divergence does does the divergence happen? It's like every possible molecular, like, movement, so, every, like,
0: quantum movement? So this is the fascinating thing. So we – obviously, we reducible atoms, reducible to quarks that have their own quote-unquote mathematical spin to it. And right. we can calculate, uh, one, all of these different spins and fundamental constraints can be different in different universes. So that we know. Right. Uh, but it's actually finite. It's not infinite. So there's a finite amount of possible mathematical structures right, in Right, because these it's universes. quantized at exactly, each level. Exactly, exactly. So it's, like, somewhere around a Googleplex – this is a, a ton, right? Somewhere in, the, in Mountain View. What's up? Googleplex. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's a Googleplex of multiple <laughs> possible that. universes, um, which is I think pretty incredible. Google I'm, X working on this shit, dude. And some of them will be like tuned to support life. Some of them won't be tuned to support life. But just that idea—if you think yeah, about it's it, like crazy. if it, if you already didn't feel small enough with the own universe, now you got many universes where you're probably doing some random. You know shit. what I just?
1: You know what I just realized this. Brings a whole new level of profoundness to Bill, to Bill O'Reilly's no spin zone. Because there's a no spin zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's right. beyond there's all no, multiverse theory. Bill O'Reilly's the same everywhere. Now, you can always trust him. He's always honest. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's amazing. No spin zone, dude. But then there's another theory, right, uh, called the simulation theory. This one I really find fascinating. I don't know if I agree with it. It just it, – it's extremely like um, – what's a word? I don't know if frightening is the word. But it's it's kind of cool. So the idea is Nick Bostrom, really famous writer of Superintelligence and a few other books, uh, basically popularized the simulation theory, which came up before, but he really made a much stronger argument for it. Core idea is we have applied mathematical constructs to our world. We got laws in physics that describe our reality, and these laws, if like slightly tweaked, would throw everything would throw everything apart. Right, everything would break yeah. and fall apart if one small number switches somewhere in some random equation in quantum theory. And that like really finely tuned aspect of structures kind of points to a simulation generally because they're constants that can be controlled. And the other major idea in the simulation theory is that we as humans are growing and becoming more intelligent. We're improving technology generally. It's very reasonable to assume that we're going to get to a point where we can run simulations off our quote-unquote current reality or the various types of universes and all the various constants. And if that's the case, you know, we're running a simulation with these types of constants, oxygen is this, hydrogen is this, carbon is this, quarks are this, they're they're mathematically constrained by these definitions, then the simulation universes will actually, by virtue of that logic, will far outnumber the amount of real universes that are out there, which means probabilistically... We're living in a simulation, and it it kind of makes sense because if everything is reducible to math, and every everything feels programmatic in a sense at sure. the uh, quantum level. Eh, maybe we are run by computers. Like it's not that.
1: So I, I'd be much curious to stretch. know what your what your um, you know what what points you contend with this theory. But the thing that immediately stands out to me is like this is sort of like a this is a reduction that makes sense if you believe that the universe is really encapsulated by again, if you're using like mathematical constants in physics um like that's the human interpretation of how the universe works right like given our ability to sense and reason and like absorb information through like sights you know sound hearing all that yeah. sort of stuff um sound and hearing being the same thing it's like yes then you could you could argue like the universe um as it actually exists is like we we can assemble a high fidelity representation of it using like the constants and the mathematical tools that basically are like models for us right yeah um but, like, the question is, does that actually map onto reality in the universe? Yes, I mean, you're, like, po-
0: you're pointing to the idea that the fundamental tools we're using are flawed, that our perception might be flawed. Just generally. inherently and limited, inherently limited because flawed. we, we, can't, we yeah. can't
1: see beyond what we can't see. Yeah. There, there, there are the unknown, unknown, unknown unknowns, known, right? Right,
0: they are the unknown unknowns. No, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that, right? Like, because we, we don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. So, if our mathematical structures and how we describe things are imperfect... Uh, then we're never going to know that they're imperfect because we're using them to describe our reality. And again, like it's, it's circular at some level and it just drives into each other. Right. Um, and that you might have something like, but again, you might have the idea that um, the, the way we understand and use the tools our perception to describe yep. our world yep. are also controlled in a simulation or... Going really bad,
1: or the yeah. simulation can just be good enough, right? It doesn't have to be an actual high fidelity representation of how the universe actually mechanically works. Right. It can just be a way that's convincing enough for us. So, like, if somebody is like marginally smarter than the human race, or it is just a bunch of humans running a simulation, like maybe they only have to make things appear as real as they need to, right? Right? right. Maybe it's within their their tool set to do that and be convincing to us. Yeah. Um,
0: and maybe, <laughs> and maybe they're like, maybe they didn't capture everything in the first go, and they're adding new things for us to discover, like. Uh, the universe, Yo, it's the architect they, from
1: the Matrix, they, man. It's the yeah. seventh. It's They're the like, oh shit. Iteration. The humans
0: are like figuring out that something's up with this Big Bang theory. Let's introduce inflation in here. <laughs> All right. They, they figured that out too. All right. Great. Yeah. Oh, Let's man. Get them chilled out for a bit. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reset. <laughs> Hard reset.
0: Hold the power button. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I believe it. I think it, it's fun to think about if we're living in a simulation. And the goofy thing is, is like, Max Tegmark made this really great statement. He's like, if you're worried about living in a simulation, then just make sure to live a really interesting life so the people who are running the simulation don't get bored. And I thought that was, <laughs> that was excellent. Great. Yeah, that was really, really good. But this whole idea goes even further back. Like I was going to bring up Descartes and his whole idea of we have no good understanding of if a quote-unquote demon is controlling the way we understand our reality. So if I describe something uh, the way it is, like – I can't disprove that a demon isn't telling me to describe it in such a way, or for my perception to understand and describe it in a certain way. So you so can take this. I mean, yeah. Just,
1: just. So is it okay? So deconstructing that a little bit. Is it like they did? There is like some, like some puppeteer, or is like the demon supposed to be like a puppeteer that's telling you to do bad things specifically? Like I'm just trying to like. Yeah. Uh, so it's
0: a puppet. Yeah. It's not so much bad things, but it's more like a puppeteer, or like the person running the simulation is running the running in the real world. And we, the world we experience is not real because the world we experience could be controlled by the simulation or could be controlled by the demon. So it has no true reflection. Our perception has no true reflection on reality because it might as well, might well be the case that someone else is actually defining our reality for us. And we're just perceiving it with our limited faculties of perception of what they want us to see.
1: Yeah, I mean this yeah. I that's and that's interesting. It's like it's like a philosophical divide by zero points like I I don't know. I, yeah, can't, I don't prove know, you can't prove that. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's a very weird know. argument. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully they entertain bias, though, by the unwise index, right? Hopefully you can't they want to make be America.
1: <laughs> Hopefully they want to make America great too, is all I'll say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, make America great in the simulation. What cut co- what what would we need to change to make America that would great? That'll be fantastic.
1: Again? They're like, you know what? It's getting kind of boring. Let's make Trump the president. Exactly. I
0: wonder if you could run multiple simulations. That would be awesome. Like running multiple simulations. You know, I wonder if you could do that. Like looking at different decision points in Obama's um, presidency and and if we subbed in someone else at the same decision points, knowing what they currently stand for. that would be so much fun. Seeing what would be the conclusion. (laughs) What would be the results?
1: That 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 would be the end. Like you think about social media. You think about like, you know, the internet becoming more and more sort of central to everything we do, like information transfer, you think about virtual reality, like a whole new level of immersion into that information sphere. And then you start to think about how you can start to live out, like you said, parallel paths of yeah. your life or of other people's lives. And it's like, I think that is the cliff over which all productivity is unrecoverable. Yeah. It's like, if you can start to live out all simulations and like just start to cherry pick or just tweak different factors, like, I think that's like, that's like the sweetest of the dopamine hitting spots in the brain. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you can come back from that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's like, what's he
1: doing? What's what's little Timmy been doing for the past ten yeah. days? So just living out these, you know, he 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 got turned down at school uh, by Kathy, so he's just living out these simulations one after the other, to see what he could have done differently. Yeah, well, um, that's what and in fact, he's not even going back to school because he's just found a simulation he's happy with, so he's just going to stick stick in VR well, space a, for a the small next.
0: Sp- A small part, yeah, exactly. A small part of this is VR, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, virtual reality might be, I mean, is is heading this way very clearly and deliberately. Like Facebook wants to build a virtual reality world you can't escape the news feed dude yeah yeah i mean i you know me i'm i'm fucking hyped for virtual reality i am I'm, I'm definitely buying something day 1 and buying how, how, however the technology evolves but it is a scary thing where it's with the already the distractions we have in media and as we always talk about gaming on this podcast at the end of the day it's very much a distraction um yeah. and I i mean you love storytelling yeah, games yeah. I love storytelling games part of that, part of me when I look at it is I kind of like for an RPG for example it, I'm kind of placing myself and want to live that person's life right? that's why people love games like Skyrim they're like oh, I'm going to be the fucking ninja combatant in uh, Morrowind yeah, and yeah. shit like that you take that to the nth degree with virtual reality, you got people living their lives there <laughs> like, right, right and just hooked up, like, intravenous, like, uh, food just hooked me up, and I'm just living my life in VR.
1: You try to think about the ways in which it attenuates the un- unpleasant parts of actual existence, right? It's like the risks are removed. Um, oh, Like, yeah. you, can always, you can always start over. Like, you know, you yeah. think about how long is it before um, in-games, uh, like – massively multiplayer games but also just like games that have somewhat of a social component where it's like you make a wrong decision you make a wrong path it's like a version control system for software you can just go back up a level and say okay let me just rewind to when I before I made that decision um, and I'll just start from there yeah. and it's like you have like this level of control over like playing out different scenarios over advancing your digital self and just becomes much more satisfying right all around because yeah. the thing is like there's, all of, there's no all respawn things points. you could lose or all of, all there are no respawn points in RL right exactly <laughs> yeah Like, and like even like, even and it's not even life and death. It's just like respawn points for like how you felt embarrassed today, or how yeah, you you know yeah. didn't take that opportunity that you wanted to. Um, it's like it, it just like the risk can just get de-risked across the board.
0: Um, yeah, and generally, I think that the, I, the, that fear though is is kind of this uh, problem we all have of living in the past, like always recollecting past decision points and wondering how something else might have gone. And eliminating that strain of thought is very difficult. But I think that's the only way forward is we always we've talked about this in the past but living in the present moment and i i think we yeah. we will do a a podcast uh an episode on this very topic uh but i think that a lot of this could maybe go away by people just just live in life man, make it exciting. Like Well the question like Max, then is like Max said. it's like
1: it's like a mathematical set of functions like competing functions like which one will happen first? Will there be will there be like this mindfulness sort of movement or will there be virtual reality where it just becomes right. or like whatever that thing is that allows you to substitute in the need to be mindfulness to get that sort of satisfaction, that sort of reassurement? And I think I think it's going to be the latter man. I think it's going to be technology. Um, yeah. That for for the average joe. Uh and whatever, whatever point in the 21st century it really starts to gain traction. Yeah. It's going it's to be a bra- – like, it might be a brave new world, you know, pun intended, right? I don't it know, but be... we, we got
0: Bikram yoga spots sprouting up all over now, dude. There's hope still. There is still so, hope. you know,
1: yeah, the thing that might save us from um, literally the brave new world, Aldous Huxley's version of this, yeah. uh, might be really hot yoga. Just doing yoga <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a really, really hot environment.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yo- be our while doing yoga. That's, that's a life.
1: What would you be looking at though? Like, would you be like in, a, in an ashram in India instead? Yeah, actually, yeah, exactly. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, you're doing yoga. Oh, dude, having the authentic. You know, I experience. just got kind
1: of depressed. Like, I got kind of sick because I realized this is going to happen. You know what? Oh, it doesn't
0: make me sick. It makes me excited because we need <laughs> oh, to be. We need to be doing that. That is a business opportunity waiting to happen, dude. You know, oh, people would true. love that destination spots for yoga and meditation. Oh my god, <laughs>
1: we, just, just load in. The we gotta edit package. this
0: out. This is a million dollar idea, dude. Edit it, <laughs> this is it a million out. Million
1: Oh my goodness, destination <laughs> yoga. Yeah, why go to Peru or go to where, you know, brown yeah. people might reside if you can just exactly. see them in your virtual reality who wants reality to deal space? with their
0: culture and go on a plane <laughs> ticket and see-
1: Potable water, all that stuff. And see the
0: poverty there. Like, do you really want to do Eww. that? I know you don't want to do that. Yuck, poverty, yuck. <laughs> oh, man, sad, so sad. Lots to think about, lots to think about.
1: And, <laughs> and, and to think that these, our sponsor NASA might open the floodgates here. Like, it might be like a perfect convergence of like, we find aliens, virtual reality. Like, who knows how these things could like, permutate together right it's like oh man the future might be closer than we think that's a good statement the future might be closer than we think what
0: i I want to close off by saying the other person in the discussion we didn't bring up who is very much into the future Mm -hmm. ray kurzweil and the singularity oh my goodness i'm still waiting ray I'm still waiting. It was supposed to be here a couple of years ago. When's the Singularity was, it, was Have we passed it? I think so, yeah. We, oh, we damn. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice, yeah. that was going to be crazy.
1: Uh, so, Ray Kurzweil, well. with this, I've actually been tempted to take, like, a course or something at the Singularity Institute out here. It's A, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, B, I think it's actually, like, they could try to make it, like, an actual university of some sort, so you have to, like, attend stuff. But it seems like, you know, I just want to see, like, what is going on over there? Because there's, like, I think... Reputable people from all different fields who have that sort of, like, desire to see, you know, the future emerge. And, like, they're just teaching all sorts of crazy stuff. But it's fun. It's cool. In, in its own way, it's cool. Um, I know there's plenty of eye aspects to it as well. But, like, you know, futurist.
0: Futurist. Why not? Yeah.
1: The most impressive part to me is the fact that he takes, like, 9,000 pills per day. I mean, Jesus
0: Christ. Wait, what? I don't know about this.
1: He takes, like, he, so he tries to, like, base. He, He has like this regimen of taking like all of these different supplements and there's just like hundreds of pills he takes per day. Um, like of different wow. chemicals, different things. And like it's sort of like um, like the way he's described it, and maybe I'm misquoting it to some some level, but it's like, you know, I want to be on the forefront of things that could be potentially life-extending. Hmm. And so like this is the cocktail that me and experts have decided could get us the closest to getting there. So it's like, um you know, worst case scenario, I'll just like, you know, piss out most of these vitamins or whatever. But best case scenario, it's like helping my longevity. And he has like, of course, a super strict diet and like only exposes himself to like certain amounts of different radiation, like from. Wow phones and planes and stuff. And like, um I don't know. I don't know how much of that is like consistently a thing he operates under, but it seems like he's got like this, like, well, I'm trying to run the test right now. It's imperfect because I'm starting it halfway yeah. through my life for longer, but to see if I can live to be a hundred or, you know, upload my consciousness to the, to the internet.
0: That's yeah. That's a whole um, other thing of his uploading the house. I got to give him respect though. If he's living, living it.
1: Um, I like that a lot. I mean. Live your truth. That's what Charlamagne always says on the Brilliant Idiots podcast. If you're yeah. living your truth, no one can stop you.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. So Ray, I mean, like, we support you, man. It'll happen. We support we'll you. Singularity will happen.
1: You seem to have a lot of money. If you want to, you know, su- support us. Um, yeah, S- let us S- know. Singularity Give us a Institute
0: next sponsor. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I, feel it, it.
1: <laughs> I feel it in the quantum spin around me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> spin. We gotta have our own no spin zone, dude. The no spin zone. Maybe that's Again, what we'll I can't call get over our, how brilliant our guest segment. Uh, the well, we get we can't use it because no, nah, dude. Bill we're, Reilly, we're, we gotta we, rework. We, it we cannot.
1: Something. We we can't infringe on Papa Bear's territory, dude. Yeah. We
0: can maybe call him up. <laughs>
1: Have him as a guest. I, I, I hear he's very knowledgeable about all things we talked about today, aliens, yeah. Well, I remember this reminds
0: me, uh, Papa Bear's famous quote on uh, the moon and uh, – well, well, not the moon, but on the tides. <laughs> Do you remember this? Uh, oh, yeah. So tides, he's like, tides go out. Tides come tides in. Go tides out. go out. Explain that. <laughs> he's like, well, uh, <laughs> we can explain that, Papa Bear. <laughs> like – But then you think about it and
1: you're like, can we really – we can can explain to the best of our abilities. Right.
0: Exactly. Maybe
1: he's thinking deeper. He's thinking in the no spin zone. He's like, can you really explain it? It's like, "Mm, no, probably
0: not. You can't explain why it's in this universe versus the other multiverse. Like why why did it happen that way? Why did our constants happen to be so finely tuned and marked in such a way for the moon to impact the tides in such a way? This is why he's
1: on that level and we're not there quite yet. We're getting close, but we're not quite on
0: that level yet. So maybe we're not the we're not the no spin, we're the full spin. Full spin zone yeah. under spinning. We're trying
1: to de- we're trying to decrease our spin. We're going like down the gradient of spin zone. But the the destination, the apex, which is actually a low point because it's no spin, but the apex at the top of the pyramid, which is actually a reverse pyramid, is the no spin zone. Um, I think that made perfect sense. <laughs>
0: that, that made a lot. Of, I got it. Yeah, dude, I got it. If you didn't get it, that, that's your prob. That's that's a you problem, not an us problem.
1: You're you're further up that pyramid, which is actually an inverted. You yeah. if you didn't get it, you're not there yet. Um, get at the bottom, dude. Start. Well, we're inclusive. <laughs> we're we're inclusive on this podcast. We want to help everybody we can get there. So, future shows we're going to tackle, like you said, topics like. Um, we want to tackle all these interesting topics like SpaceX, yeah. you know the the desire to colonize Mars, artificial intelligence, which is another one you you touched on. Yeah, I can't wait um, to that one. Yeah, like just lots of interesting things because again, the future might be closer than we think. I think there's there are a lot of these sort of like it's it's funny because like you hear the geopolitical stuff day in day out ad nauseum, but it's yeah. like there's like those Reddit posts as well about like oh like what happened in science this past week, right. and like sometimes a little bit overinflated, but it's like I think it is sometimes you can forget like. VR, like all this stuff that's that's actually close, like pretty close. Yeah, the future. I, I mean, that's close.
0: a good point. I mean, it's hard to step out the bubble uh, of what we're bombarded with in the media. But the water thing in Mars, it would be unwise to think that the future is not mm-hmm. coming, right? It's coming. And moments like this are a good example of that. Get ready. Get ready, dude. But get ready for our future podcast. We got – if you got thoughts on other episodes, as you mentioned, give us the feedback. Let us know what you want to hear about. We're going to be inviting some guests who are ve- well-versed on certain topics.
1: You might say subject matter experts. Yeah. I, we, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it, but you might say You might say that.
0: Is <laughs> so that something to look forward to?
1: Absolutely. Episode four, five, 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 five. Five, five, dude. Thank you, NASA. Herman Cain. Ancient Herman aliens Cain. don't come
0: after me. Herman Cain, what? <laughs> five, 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 dude. Oh, Where's yeah, the, the five, 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 five deal. Oh, man. Oh, I wonder we have how a podcast doing. name now. I wonder how he's doing.
1: Um, I assume he's doing well. He's still at the pizza place, right? I don't know. He he retired, but um, you know. Oh. When, you, when you've when you made a revolutionary change to an industry that is beloved <laughs> as the pizza industry, um, you know, you're gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, he he's he's making his cheese. <laughs> he's, he's made his cheese. Made his he's
1: cheese. Least now living off the
0: cheese. He's living off the cheese, man. In this simulation we live in, <laughs> yeah. we got five universes, five levels. <laughs> <for the slug. laughs> Five <laughs> It's like all this
1: all like like ten years later CERN comes back, it's like he was right, he's right about am actually to almost
0: actually the max tag marks levels of the universe, there are five of them, dude. There are five levels of the universe. Oh my goodness. Dude, Herman Kane. Profit Prophet question mark? Uh, I think so next to Mr. Down somewhere. <laughs> he was called the dude, Father Pizza, but Illumina Godfather? Oh,
1: My God! (laughs) There he is. The God, the Father, the Holy Ghost. Yep. Proof. Breaking news. news, Revelations.
0: (laughs) Ancient (laughs) alien.